Welcome to the New Age Sage Podcast, where you come to free your mind from all the things that keep you in suffering. Today's guest is Ulysses Gonzalez. He is an amazing artist who has created art for celebrities like Joe Rogan. We talk about how to be a good artist in today's day and age. You will love it. Please like and subscribe. Thank you. Ulysses, welcome on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm curious about your journey as an artist. When did your obsession with art begin? Why did it begin? And, and how did it get you to where you are now? Okay. Uh, well, uh, when I was a kid, I mean, at three years old, I was already drawing, painting, uh, basically uh, kindergarten. I have like this memory of when when all the kids wanted to go play and uh, I started like not wanting to go outside. Mm -hmm. I would argue with the teacher. I'm like, I want to, I want to start painting, you know, like, I want to paint here. I want to paint by myself and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So oh, you don't have to go out there. And I would just like cry. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want to go outside. I want to, I want to paint. So I would just stay, stay in, inside and all the kids are at Reese's. I'm the weird one painting and stuff. So ever since I was a kid, yeah, I, I that's what I did. And then after that, it just started progressing to, to drawing uh, a lot in, in school, in class. I would never pay attention um i wasn't really good in like like what was that experience like for you and being in school when everyone was concerned about sports and, <laughs> and and socializing and you were just focusing your art and and how'd that feel for you at the time well for sports i was always into sports okay for some reason i, I like to stay active okay cool as a kid because my dad was he was really good at sports as well so it ran in the family yeah so i was always playing baseball as a kid i was i was playing soccer um like I was in like martial arts, like karate and stuff. Yeah. So I was always active doing crazy stuff, you know? So I, it didn't really affect with my, my art and stuff. Right. Okay. And I always had time to create either when they had like a drawing class or anything, I would always attend or whatever, but that's how I did it. So, so there's no introversion in it, like a, a feeling of kind of withdrawing and wanting to be by yourself with your ideas. Was that, was that universal? experience about your youth and yeah yes yes because not a lot of my friends were artists so mm -hmm. sometimes i just wanted to close my close myself out and just be in my room and start drawing and i don't want nobody bothering me yeah <laughs> so it was really hard because i have two siblings but they never bothered me i mean they always wanted so my, my brother was like annoying but i mean that's it you know and just i just grew out of it and started doing when i, I started creating when i wanted to like get away by myself and just like, you know, go at it. Or my mom would push me and say, Hey, can you, you, should, you should paint this. And she was the one always pushing me. So your mom was supportive of your Yeah. Art. Big time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Was she the only one or is everyone else kind of supporting um, you? I mean, throughout time, like my uncles, my cousins, my friends, they would always tell me to draw them something. And yeah. that's how I, that's how I went, you know? Yeah. So it was always a little, a little push, you know? Yeah. So what, what did it take for you to go from like a kid with an interest to pursuing it as your obsession as the thing that you needed to, to feel like yourself. Oh, okay. Well, basically when I was 17 years old, um, I was, I was in high school. Uh, there was like a time, there was a pyramid of a period of time where I didn't draw or paint. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just partying, like hanging out with my friends. I was just being a little high school kid, right? Yeah, of course, a little yeah. stoner kid, yeah. uh, smoking weed and going on skateboards and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, we, I, 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 like I said, you know what? I need to start painting. I need to start doing stuff because a lot of people are taking interest. Because I started drawing on backpacks in high school and people are just like, whoa, that's freaking sick. And uh, from there, just like escalated to, again, my mom. She was like, hey, 
you should paint all the Van Goghs. And she threw money on the table. She threw like 500 bucks. So she's never done that in my life. She's, she literally, she's pushed me so much. Like she wanted to put me in modeling. And I'm like, mom, I'm not, a, I don't want to be a fucking model. You know, I'm done with it. I'm not even that tall. So <laughs> I'm only like almost 5'10", right? So I was like, no, I'm done with this shit. So I, I actually went to the class, but then when she put those $500 on the table and I said, I was like, oh crap, I have to paint these paintings for her. And that's what I did. I painted all the Van Gogh like collections, like the Starry Night. I did the Lilies. I did, um, did so many like collections of his, right? So right, right after, right after I did those, a lot of people started seeing that, like, oh, I'm, I'm actually really good at painting, like with acrylic, right? And, or oil. And people just got really interested and started buying art from me at school, uh, in my neighborhood or whatever. Just found out that I was an artist. And then I created an Instagram and started, started, uh, locking myself in the room and started doing like glow pens and, and started doing psychedelic artwork. Right. Cause that was just like traditional art. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I started doing my own style. How long till you found, started getting virality or started to find success? Once you started social media, how, how much time did it take for you to start seeing some, some good results? Okay. Well, so right after, uh, I was, I was, uh, I met, I met my ex-wife in California at Costco. So basically we met. How old? I was, uh, 24. Okay. My age. Yeah. yeah it's young. Yeah. <laughs> it's 24 years old. And, uh, I was working at Costco and, uh, I mean, it was good. I mean, made, made, made good money. That's what I thought. So <laughs> after that, um, like we moved to North Carolina, but me and her, cause we decided to, to go help her, her, uh, her mom, cause her mom was actually dating Gary Busey at the time. Right. And wow. this, this, this will all come into my art. So this, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to explain, but <laughs> it sounds odd, but yeah, Gary Busey is like, you know, who, you know who that is? I'm, the name sounds familiar. Yeah. He's an, he's again. an actor. He's a crazy actor. <laughs> so that's the same one, right? It's the one I'm remembering. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's well known, but, uh, she, he was with my ex, my ex-wife's, uh, <laughs> um, mom and, and the kids got taken away. Right. So we had to take custody over these kids at a young age. And we weren't even thinking about like, like getting married yet or nothing. Like we were just dating. We were just dating each other. Like we were, I mean, we were each other. We were, we were with each other for a year, but we were like really close. We were, we were in love or whatever. Right. And then finally we like decided to take over these kids and it was hell, man. Like I literally like, like, like again, there, that was another stoppage of my life of not doing art and forcing myself to be somebody else. Like I had to get a job right away. Like as a brick mason, I used to lay brick. I used to build houses, like work hard, like literally like carry like big tongs of like brick, go up scaffolds, build scaffolds. Like and my, uh, my father-in-law was crazy. He was a crazy dude, mm-hmm. strong dude, very aggressive, and races as hell. So I was like d- dealing with all that stuff. Right. But other than that, uh, to the, to the art stuff, um, raising these kids, buying a home, getting married like this, you know, I was like, Holy crap. Like, what am I doing with my life? So we started, uh, we started like arguing all that stuff. Right. We like, the kids were really being really bad. And I mean, I don't even want to talk about like what, what, what the kids did. So it was just like, it got worse from there. And I had, to, we had to get divorced and one of the kids, uh, what was the breaking point? The, the breaking point was <laughs> the kid 
one of the oh one of her brother or her brother uh ordered a ordered a knife on Amazon mm-hmm. and I don't want to say I can't really talk about okay yeah so he ordered a knife on Amazon and you know where that would go to okay. right yeah. so that was a breaking point uh, my wife did not want to have kids so I was like you know what I I got married I married her to to basically have a family. But then at the time, I was actually closing myself off and drawing in, in a room, mm-hmm. right? Because in North Carolina, there's like a, it's like a law, uh, two years, uh, if you're, if in two years, you're not, um, I mean, you divorce, but in two years, you guys don't get back together. You can't leave the state, something like that, right? What? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I had no idea. It's so crazy. I told her, I need to leave. I don't want to live here. I need to get out of here. So she's like, yes, I understand. I won't say anything. I mean, you have the go ahead to, to, you know, like I'm not going to tell the police or not or tell the, the, the court, whatever. Right. <laughs> I was like, all right. So, uh, I booked a, a plane to, uh, Spain. Right. And, uh, I did this walk called like El Camino de Santiago. So it's the walk of St. James in English. So I literally signed up for this thing and, uh, for this walk, a spiritual walk, basically, like it's, it's a Catholic thing, mm-hmm. but I wasn't doing it for spiritual, re- spiritual reasons. I was doing it for, for me, for my mind. So it's a month and a half walk across, uh, well, the border of France. It's called Saint Jean de Port. So it's a border of France and Spain. And you walk or you walk through the Pyrenees mountains all the way down to like the end of Spain by Portugal. So I did that for a whole month and a half. So that was like my journey of just like in my head, uh, not shaving. My beer was up to here and I was literally walking with the backpack and sleeping on the grass and just kind of like yeah. challenging myself to, to keep going. I had shin splints too. I had, I stayed in a little town. Couldn't leave. I couldn't leave for like two months. Yeah, I'm mean, no, sorry. Two weeks. There's a writer I love called Joseph Campbell. And he describes uh-huh. something called the, the hero's journey, um, which is basically going from a point in your life where in the moment, before things got crazy, you you felt like, you know what, I can do this, but this mm-hmm. I can settle with this. It's comfortable. It's okay. It's all good. But then something happens where you realize that this is not the fucking path for me. Yeah. There's so much more for me out there. And often to get there, it takes complete disaster, complete breaking. Exactly. That's what humans need to take the next level. So he, he argues that once that breaking point hits that and everything falls, the yeah. hero's journey is a path out of that. So you literally took the spiritual. It's awesome you did that because I, I look at these things myth- mythologically. Yeah. You literally took like a, a spiritual hero's path out of the disaster. And the craziest part is, is that the next evolution of that, of that uh, mythological sequence is mm-hmm. the artist journey. Yes. Is using the lessons you learned to take yourself out of the fire mm-hmm. to put into art. That's what he argues is that people should use that journey out of, out of destruction to that new version of self yes. and use the pain and lessons learned in that to become an artist. So how did that experience influence your artistry and who you are now? Oh man. <laughs> so, I mean, when I was finished with that, with that whole walk, I had to throw a stone on top of a big old mountain, a, a mountain of stones. Cause yeah. a lot of people that did it, you know, you can see the bottom to the top. So you throw that weight off of you and you're like, ah, oh, I'm done. I'm done. So what's next? Right. I was like, I need to keep going. So I literally flew back, drove cross country back to California where I'm from, Orange County, Garden mm-hmm. Grove and um, mom, I'm back. <laughs> she knew that I was, I was happy because I was relieved from all that stress that I went through. So I needed to start over, right? Yeah. So my stepdad came up to me and said, "You need to get a job. You can't rely on your art anymore." I only had like ten thousand followers, right? Yeah. And like, just 
basically doing little, little teeny drawings and selling little, little, you know, just basic, like not basic, but just like little, uh, paint, like, like I did like watercolor, but, but it, but it was, it would glow in the dark. I would just do trippy stuff and, and I would record with my phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So people knew me a, l- a little bit more. Right. Finally, after that, he said, you need to get a job. You're not going to be a successful artist and you won't, you, you won't make money. You need to have a trade. I'm like, of course, you know, <laughs> I know. Yes. All right. I was being asked, you know, I was like, fuck you. I was like, you know, like, cause me and my, my, my stepdad didn't have a good relationship, but now we're like good. Right. So finally he said, yeah, and you get, I got you this job. You should go to the union and sign up for the iron workers union. Iron workers union is no joke. So literally I signed up, I got in finally, I, <laughs> uh, I worked there for three months. Um, what were you doing that time? Uh, I was, uh, basically tying rods like big like iron rods and we were like tie them and 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 carry them and it was it was heavy heavy stuff man like my hands are beat like my i was i was really beat waking up at 3 a.m going there starting at five every day it was horrible (laughs) so i mean when if i want to complain yes i will complain to that and my back was done i had flash burn because i started welding there too like my eyes were like I got this thing called, uh, yeah, flash burn. So basically my eyes felt like I had needles in my eyes. Like, in, like I couldn't sleep because I, I was literally crying because it was, it was hurting so much. It was like ooze coming out of my eyes at 5 a.m. I was like, I can't see. I can't see. Right. So, so what do I need my eyes for? I mean, painting. Right. So I was still painting at the time. I still get, I had like, I think like 22,000 followers and it, it progressed because I started doing other stuff for other people. Right. Like just like selling art and, and, and then from there, uh, I said, fuck it. I'm going to paint this painting. It's going to be a Hunter S. Thompson painting, right? And uh, that's when uh, I was driving back home, really tired. And uh, I posted that that Hunter S. Thompson painting. The one I just did, it was like the unique one. And finally, <laughs> Joe Rogan hit me up on, on the DMs. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Off of the Hunter S. Thompson painting? Yes, yes. He hit me up on my, on my, on my page and says, hey, I, I want this. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was like, holy crap. So that I was like, you know what? I need to think of what a strategy, what, what I, what I need to do f- for him to get this painting. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to give it to him. He can just post it one day. Right. So I said, Hey man, I'm just going to give it to you. Cause he's, he was saying how much I don't know what to freaking charge him. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to send it. I sent it to him. He posted it and it hell hell broke loose literally i got like a hundred thousand followers or almost almost hundred thousand followers in one day and then people started asking me i want this painting i want this painting so i painted that painting in different ways 30 times so it was just like boom 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 back to back back to back and how did that feel in that moment when I was that like, considering yeah. everything you've been through how did it feel like exactly when you got the dm in your body like what what did you feel take me to that moment I, I saw, I saw my life change literally in like seconds. I said, like I said, I'm going to be a full-time artist. I'm said, I'm not going to settle for less. I'm going to quit my job. And that's what I did. I quit my job and say, Hey, I'm going to quit. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to start painting. Cause ever since that happened until now, I haven't had a normal job. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, did you manifest that? Did you believe that something big would happen or Take me your process till there mentally. Were you just doing it the healthy way of just painting without attachment to outcome? Were you just doing it because you loved it? 
what were you doing that and feeling in yourself that like this will one day, did you have a belief in yourself that someday something like that would happen? How do you expect something like that to happen? Yes. Not like Joe Rogan, but like something to no, take yeah, you to the next, yeah. to the next level. No, no, no. Yeah. And, and, it, and it wasn't just because of him. I felt like, I felt like I knew I had to be somebody, you know, ever since I was a kid and my, 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 like, like I said, my uncles, cause I have a lot of uncles cause my mom had a lot of brothers. So basically she, he, they always tell me, man, this kid's going to be like somebody someday. Like they would always say it and I yeah. can hear them, you know, in Spanish, you know, I was like, I was like, Oh crap. So it's like, so that really engraved it in my head to be, to be who I am, you know, my family and, and my, my, my friends and stuff like that, you know, and then it pushed me someday, you know? So that's, I think it triggered. Yeah. But it, yeah. In the process of, of, of getting there, were you fixated on the outcome? Like, were you, was it? Were was you, I fixated? Yeah. On the outcome of like blowing up or getting viral, were you just more focused on the art itself? No, I wasn't, I wasn't fixated on, on, on that. Like not too much. Like at first, yes. I was like, holy shit. I never felt that in my life. But then after that, I was like, it's work now. Like I need, I need to work. I need to in, impress my buyers, you know, because if they, if they want to keep like collecting, they're going to freaking want more. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a, a niche, you know, like, you know, like people just wanted my art because of how different it was, you know? Yeah. I'm asking that because I think a problem we're facing now mm-hmm. is, is the mass commercialization and, and fame attached to art and all that, you know, I think it's, Art in and of itself is just you in the painting. It's a flow oh. state. It's, a, it's the discipline process of always showing mm-hmm. up every day yeah, and doing art. Exactly. But now it's not coming from, now it's coming from, okay, I'm going to do this for an outcome. I'm going to do this for dollars, <laughs> NFT. I'm going to do this for fame. So yeah. how, how did you not let that mind virus tackle you? You know, while also being successful, how do you not let that contaminate your mind while mm-hmm. you're doing the art? Well, working out, uh, just like going to the gym, getting, like, getting my mind off of things. I, that's where I always went. Like just, go work out, like just like do, do different types of workouts and just get, get fixated on, on my body, you know, and trying to challenge myself as well with other things yeah, or other things that I can't do, you know, and just learning new things. Because if I just think about my art, it's going to drive me nuts. You know, like it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing to do, you know, when you're, when you're an artist, because sometimes if you're looking at the same thing and you're doing different art pieces, it just drives you nuts. I mean, for me, so you just kind of, when you're doing art, you're doing art. Yes. And when you're outside of it, you forget about it. I'm in a way. Other, yeah. You're just getting I'm, about it. I'm a totally different person. Yeah. But when somebody asks me what I do, I go deep, you know, and I tell them, you know, I tell them what I do. And Yeah. And, in in that time away, how are you not letting the worry of how did this art get received? How much did someone pay for it? How many likes did it get? How are you not letting that affect your distraction away from it? Um nothing really i don't i don't really think about that that's a good, good question good for you man yeah, that's, yeah almost everyone i think struggles with that so it's, yes. it's, it's a big blessing you have like you it's like a blank with. it's like a yeah. blank i don't really think about it so you I just release it and it's done you just yeah, kind of go i do it. it i make sure it's gonna get there yeah um because i used to do my own shipping when i was living in england i lived in england for two years well back and forth and i would ship paintings from there and uh, from the back of a chip shop because my ex-girlfriend was she was uh she was she had her own restaurant so I was in the back painting and I was sending paintings to, in, in England. I was like going to the post office here, here's this, here's that. And they got to know me. It was just like, I was doing it this by myself, you know, and like I had no help. Yeah. I want to unpack that because it truly is a massive gift that you think that way. I'm curious as to what about you makes you think that way. Cause I think in people who struggle with that, myself included, and that, and they're kind of like attaching 
uh, outcomes to inspiration attaching, you know, ideas mm-hmm. of how something should go to a post or something. Yeah. So in my experience, I think when people get affected by that, they attach their self-worth to um, the outcome. They attach like, I can only be worthy as a person mm-hmm. or worthy of love or feel good about myself until I can only feel that way until I get the outcome I desire. Fame, likes, so support. So you get done. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, do you not have that? Do you have, do you don't have like this, you don't attach yourself worth to the outcome. Like you, you, you are good in, in yourself no matter what, even if the art doesn't do well, that like you're finding yourself. Yes. Uh, even if the art doesn't do well. And right now, like, like the markets are low and shit, right? Yeah. So even if that's going on, I always try to find an outlet to, to get my mind busy or, or find a way to make uh, income, you know, and that's what I'm doing now. And it's, uh, it's a fight, but I know. And at the end of the tunnel that I know there's going to be something greater. I always try to get something that's going to happen. Like I, I always try to predict, but then like, if it doesn't happen, I mean, I mean, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. I'm not, I'm not going to give up, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm a fighter, bro. Like, I love it. I love doing stuff like that. I like to challenge myself all the time. Man. Yeah. So, and has art, has art been a therapeutic outlet for you throughout life as, as, as some sorts that, you channel your pain or your, your sorrows into in some way. When, when it, when it does, when it does get to that part to the, <laughs> you can really see it in my art that it's something's going on. Like you can really see that, that there's something wrong or I'm going through some pain. You can really tell once I start doing other inspirations and that's when I travel. Like I love to travel. I've been all over the freaking world, man. I've been traveling ever since I've been an art, like started being an artist, like full time. I've been going all over the place. So that's my inspiration too. traveling, getting to learn my, my, my ancestors and stuff like that, you know, just learning stuff, you know, what's, what's the core pain that you're struggling with or you have through your career that you try and put into your art? Like what's that, that central, I think we all have some central wounding in us. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's yours, how did, how did it occur and how you're dealing with it and how does it influence your art? Core pain, man. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> basically, I mean, so I was a kid, I mean, my dad, my dad, had a great job, you know, he, he used to work for McDonnell Douglas and uh, he was an engineer for the Apache, like the helicopters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he basically went to prison for a while and I was a kid and How old are you not? I was like probably like four. Ooh. Right. So, and then I grew and he got out. My mom divorced him and she made me live in Mexico for two years. So I had to live in Mexico and not knowing how to, how to read and write. And I was just, or whatever, right? Speak either. So she, they made me uh, start over uh, first grade. So it really affected me. That really hit me. Like that's like a trauma in my life that I had to start over. But then it's good because it made, they made me learn in Spanish how to do different things and how to handwrite. And, you know, I came back to the United States all confused. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh crap, I'm going to start over. These yeah. kids are, these kids are smaller than me and I'm like older. You know, I'm like, this is, I saw it. So once I came back, I gave me another trauma. I was like, oh crap, these kids are smaller and they're, they're learning they're, like things I already learned. So the fact that I didn't get to go up a grade coming back, it, it was bullshit. So I was just like, it really, it really like put, put me down to failure. Like, like, um, I suck. Like I was like, I'm done. And, but my attention span was really bad. Like, like I was in classes where like, I was not special ed, but just like, just, I was, I was in classes where like, there was only like three people cause I couldn't pay attention. 
Oh, me too. I was in Spanish basic specialized classes yeah, too. Yeah, it is. So yeah. I couldn't handle it because I when there was a lot of kids, I couldn't pay attention at all. And I was like, it helped me a lot though because like my teacher told me one day, and there's a, this is another one. One of my teachers in seventh grade said, "You're not going to graduate, but you will be a famous artist one day." She told me that. I always remember her name was just <laughs> Rogers, and she was like six years old. She was like a hippie. She would just tell me. She told me that and ever since she told me that. I did graduate high school, so it was good, but I became an artist, you know, I became, I became who I wanted to be. Yeah. So. Why was it so painful? What was so painful about that experience that you still feel today? That still influences your art. Like how does it carrying through now? Cause you said that's your core wounding. How is that still? That, and that, that's not my core okay. core. I started it. I, yeah. I feel, I feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel when like, yeah, the fact my dad failed with us, he failed us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the moving, going to other houses, my mom, uh, finally like just not being a single mother and me helping my brother and sister, uh, family problems, uh, can go on and on for, and me being married, being divorced. I'd failed it. I failed at that. You know, I wanted to be a father. I wanted to like, you know, like all that shit just combines in one and just, it fucking breaks you. So, yeah. So it's the, the failing aspect, starting over when you're yes, young, yes. marriage. Why did that affect you? That feeling like you were, you were failing? Because I didn't want to be like my dad. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to be greater than that. Yeah. I don't want, I didn't want to like say, oh, I'm divorced, you know, like now I am. So, but whatever. I mean, life is life. That I mean, that's how life goes. You know? how, how are you doing with your dad now? We're good. And he, he's like, I love him to death, but he, he has his own mind, you know, so I can't really force him to <laughs> to do anything. And he's just a crazy fuck, you know, I love him, but he lo- he's, he's loud, loud as fuck. <laughs> he's opposite of me. That's the cheat code of family. I learned that <laughs> you kind of have to, you learn over time that it hurts too much mm. to expect something to expect them to be someone or not. Yep. That's what would kill me over and over again. Expecting my dad. He's amazing. I love him. But when I expect him and my sister to be better, to be different, to be like my idealized version of them, mm-hmm. I'd be in pain over and over again. But when I realize that I have to love them for exactly who they are yeah. and remind myself they're never going to fucking change. They might. <laughs> but I have to tell my brain, they're yes. not going to change. Yes. And you have to love them for exactly that. Yes. Was that a similar process for you? Like you just realize that my dad's my dad. He is my, who he is. Yes. I can't fucking change him. Yes. I have to accept it and, and love it. Mm-hmm. Love him for who he is. Exactly. Like my dad's my dad. My brother's my brother. My sister's my sister. My mom's my mom. But like, yeah, they they all go through some crazy stuff, man. And then like, uh, like my brother is schizophrenic, you know, mm-hmm. like, but he, he's, he's, he's actually dealing with really well. Like he actually, like he writes, he writes music and like our whole family is like artsy, you know, we have like art in our, in our family. That's another thing. My whole family is like talented. They have like their own little thing, you know? So, but I am the only one, I'm not going to say that I made it, but I, I made it as an artist in the family. So everybody's like looking up to me. Do you ever feel like you could have gone in his direction if you didn't take care of yourself? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I did fall into the drugs. I fall in, I fell into hard drugs back in the days when I was like 20, 19. So that's when I met my 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 wife, you know, my ex. So we she kind of changed me. So it was good. It was a good thing to to be married and, and change my life because it did really clean me up. And because if I wouldn't, I would I would be I would be like out there on the streets for sure, for sure. Yeah. So oh, t- yeah. So take you to, cause I feel like maybe you see it this way. I feel like schizophrenics mm-hmm. are just tapped into something we're not. Yeah. There is some level of, you know, trauma, trauma and all that kind of stuff but on a different level. I think they're just open mm-hmm. to a different dimension oh, of, of existence. Like 
do you feel you can tap, not to say schizophrenic, but can you feel like you, when, before you sit down to, to paint, like, mm-hmm. are you tapping into something different? Like what? Cause I've seen your paintings. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're amazing, but they're yeah. <laughs> unlike anything else or otherworldly. They're very psychedelic. So yeah. You don't take psychedelics. So do you feel like before you go into it, you're tapping into something different? Like how do you actually get that into paper? Oh, well, basically like, I mean, to, to say that I have done psychedelics and painted, but it, it, it didn't feel the, the right way. I felt like I was literally like melting into the painting and I couldn't stop doing the same thing because I get fis- fixated in little details yeah. and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to like stop, you know? So when I do tap in normally, like, cause I don't take psychedelics, I am psychedelics. Yeah. So I go in there and I just start uh, thinking of wh- whatever, whatever the subject is, you know, like just say I draw, like I paint a wolf or something. Right. And I always try to make, make it a different, type of wolf you know the, the wolf that i see is the wolf i'm going to create right and it's going to be either with the third eye or, or it's going to be different waves on his on his waves on his uh, hair on his uh, fur you know and just i tried to and colors colors always just come in naturally i start mixing in different colors because i i'm a i'm like a color king literally i just i put in different wavelengths of colors i see it in my head already you know yeah. And I feel like my, my hand has his own mind, you know, like it's not my mind doing it. It's my hand, like, but it's all connected, of course. But yeah, that's what I think. You so know? your strategy is, is almost just to go into it mindless. Mindless, exactly. Just to get into a flow and just trust where that flow takes you. Yes, that's exactly. How, right. for, for artists out there, anyone, I think and if you're a writer, you know, for me, my, my best writing, I started off as a writer, I still write. Mm-hmm. And if, the best writing is when I enter that state of where I just don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. How, how one, how fast you reach that state? Is it automatic? And how do you recommend people get into that state as an artist? How fast? How fast do you reach that state of just like flow or just oh, ego less? How fast? And how oh. do you recommend artists to get into that state? Oh, like how, okay. how, so how do you, let me rephrase it. How do you get into that state where you can't do that, where your mind doesn't exist and you're just dependent on the paper? It's when I'm either, I'm just going to say this. I'm like, if I'm on a plane, I'm going to, Go all out and just, uh, it takes me literally seconds. Like I just take out my stuff, get set up, boom. If, 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 if I'm in a great environment, you know, like if I'm out traveling, I have a nice view or either, even if I'm being closed in or something, right? I, I like since like technology, you know, like there's tablets I'm using, I've been using my tablet more than anything. I need to tap in back into my like, old like back into my old stuff like when i get traditional you know and start painting and stuff but right away bro literally uh when i do murals too i'm already i'm already going at it i'm already filling in a wall you know so i tap in really quick like like a second to get there you must lose any kind of fear a fear of failure a fear of how it's gonna be perceived do you just let that look yes just let that go because it must be part of it right because for me when i've struggled getting to flow it's Mm -hmm. always because one I'm either scared it's going to take too long. Or I'm scared people are going to judge me or not like what I, what I put out or it's not yeah. going to be perfect. Yes. How do you bypass all that shit? I feel like if I close myself with music, music always helps me to, to get, get close off everybody, you know? And if I'm hearing music, I feel like it just takes me away, you know, from, from the real world. And, um, and it, it really does, you know? So, when that happens, I just go, I don't care if they freaking say anything because I've been in other countries and doing murals. Like I would see people walk by me and be like, 
Like, you know, just <laughs> in Germany, some dude is walking by screaming at me in German. I'm like, yeah, have a good day, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm over it already, you know, that, that, that I'm past, I'm past that because that's my trade. That's how, my, how did you get you know? there? That's, that's a, that's a, that's a humongous skill. Truly. Yeah. Like, how, how the, how the hell did, let's try and take our time with it. Mm-hmm. How the hell did you get to a place where you don't really give a fuck about criticism or people not fucking with your art? How'd you get there? Oh, man. Well, that's what lets you get in a flow state so fast. Yeah. Gen- genuinely, like that's that's yes. that's the skill. Yes, yeah. I mean, fail. I mean, always failure, right? Like I've I've actually um, did a com- like a contest in my high school. My no, no, my my junior high. I drew something really sick, right? And they gave it to somebody else, so I didn't win. So after that, I was like, you know what? I'm not always gonna win, right? Because my shit is scary as shit, you know. Because yeah. I had did some scary stuff before and uh the girl that won did something happy happy like flowers and stuff right so i was like you know what i'm not always gonna win because people perceive and they see that different a different uh style of art uh, of what they're feeling or whatever right and now now i can turn my art into happy sad or horror you know like i'm all those things in my art you can see you know yeah so that's how i kind of like challenge myself to just to, to see like if people are looking at me wrong or i don't i don't care anymore it's just, it's just i don't know what that feeling is it's just like i feel confidence of my art now you know because i've already kind of made it you know i've already gone far you know yeah well, it's so. also like you can never control or predict someone else's perception mm-hmm. it's completely their own doing like you know we, we if i were to create something and yeah. i were to, my ego is like man everyone has to love this it's just yeah. like a crazy thought. Like, how the fuck can I ever? It's impossible <laughs> because it just. For one, I have no. That's one thing that changed my perspective is that I can never change someone else's perception of me. It just mm-hmm. is. It exists. Of art, my writing, of the way I look, I yes. cannot do anything about it. So why wow. worry about it? I can say that intellectually, right? My, but but I, I call it like there's understanding logic and there's downloading into your body. You've downloaded into your body. Who mm. you are gets there, which is awesome to see. <laughs> yes. Genuinely, that's a, yeah. that's a huge hack, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It uh, is a huge I'm, hack. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit now about, you know, your inspiration. Is it constant for you? Like, are you always inspired? And when do you ever lose inspiration? I lose I lose inspiration all the time. How do you get it back? What's your process I, of getting it back? My process is to, it's just tra- is to travel somewhere. Okay. Like, out of the blue. Like, no plans. Like, I, I travel with myself all the time. Uh, I mean, obviously my friends never want to go or anybody wants to go with me. And, uh, I, I go to random places and I try to feel the culture. And then I think about what I'm going to, what I'm going to create, what's next, you know, and close off my mind to the whole world and just, just create, you know? So what I do is that, um, I start creating things that are that are in that country. Tell me a story. Tell me about a time. Recently, or time where you felt like you lost a ton of inspiration, you were lost. You went somewhere, got it back. Tell me that story. Tell me a story of that of a time uh, like that okay. for you. Okay. Well, basically, I I became an NFT artist, right? Okay. And yeah. I had to do, I had to create these cats, where they're called the Psycho Kitties, right? And uh, I became a well-known artist on Crypto.com. So I was working hard every day for like three months, doing the same the same like figure of like of nft they're just like like that right right on the right on the right on the little little screen and stuff so basically when i'm creating these digital these digital like um collectibles there's like probably like 500 of the same ones right with different noses different eyes right so 
when crypto.com hit me up and they said that if I wanted to be the first artist to ever drop on that platform. So I said, yes, that happened. Right. So I worked so hard for that. I made over two point something million right on that, you know? Yeah. in less than two hours, 80,000 people in the queue freaking pissed off because they couldn't get my art. Right. So you can imagine just drawing the same thing and you're like, your mind is like, I want to stop. Right. So after that, that was done. I was like, I don't want to touch nothing (laughs) that has to do with art or, or anything. I just want to get the hell out and go to Oaxaca. Right. Very colorful, great food. Right. It's another uh, culture that's part of my culture. So I wanted to go there and experience it to break out of that, that mindset of not like not drawing, coming back. Like I need, I need to get it, get it back, you know? So that's what I do. I just, I go to a random ass country and I try to get inspired by their art and I look at their art and then I get ideas, you know, they come to my head. I, I write them down sometimes. Like, okay. This is sick. Maybe I can use this with that. You know, that's, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. what, what do you do when you're by yourself? You're just walking around. How you, you always uncomfortable by yourself? Like no issues going somewhere alone? Like never feel like I'm worried about? Never. No, I'm done nice. with that. I, I, in the beginning I was like that, but that's because I'd never been to another country. Never got the, never had the money to, to, to explore or, 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 or travel. But everywhere I go, I always make connections. Always. Yeah. Always have somebody that I know or, or someone that, that's bought my art or whatever, you know, they, oh, they want to meet me. Yeah. So that's what I did with my psycho kitties, the ones that I created. There was, I have 8,000 holders, right? 8,000 collectors. So every, every country I went to, literally, I met somebody that, that collected my art. We connected and I either got a mirror out of it or, or we got to get to know each other as friends. On, on the line of NFT, NFTs and stuff like that, what, what direction do you see art moving in within today's day and age? Hey there, I'm going to give you a break to digest all of this amazing information. And in this break, if you like what you're listening to, please rate and review the podcast. Thank you. Well, for NFTs, I feel like there's going to be a way to to buy certain things, you know, not only art, but, uh, music, um, uh, it can be property, you know, I feel like that's going to get more engraved later on in life. I mean, we're, we're almost there, but I feel like NFTs are just going to be on screens everywhere, all over the world, you know, cause I've already, I'm already experienced that, you know, I was at EDC like a month ago. I, I had my exhibit with my screen and there was 4,000 people coming in and out, scanning my art. Boom, boom, boom. I'm getting to know them all the time. So I'm like breaking out of my comfort zone, like talking to random people, you know, and just like talking, like just saying, saying, Hey, I'm the artist. You probably didn't know, but all this art right here is my art, you know? So it was very cool to experience that, you know? On the negative side of that, (laughs) how do you feel about AI? And and it's and it's <laughs> yeah. AI and it's yeah. how it's you know creating art creating NFTs like yeah. how do you feel about that right now Are you worried Do you care I'm not really worried about it because because there's already people um, that are copying your art and maybe like 
overlapping your art, you know, and just making it theirs. So there's already AIs out there that are people that uh, are actually selling your stuff or, or creating the same thing you are. Cause everybody, everybody's copying somebody, you know, yep. uh, an artist, if you're not copying or if you're not like observing other art that, that, you know, that, that maybe is not your art, I feel like you're, you're not a true artist because you need to learn what their technique is. Right. But AIs, of course, a fucking robot that's trying to fucking take over the world or whatever. Yeah. Right? But, um, I don't really care what they're doing. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna help somebody one day, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like no matter what, you know, cause assuming I don't mean this in a negative way, but no, yeah. AI can already probably draw what you're drawing and, yeah. or any, any artist is drawing. So what do you think it is about us that will keep going to humans? for art like do you think that'll always be constant that we will always want or desire art for human beings versus versus robots uh i feel like human beings have a uh just like a random mind you know that's two as well but because uh, i know ai has a random mind too and then you you tell them what to do but it's always going to come from a human right you're always you can you can tell them oh uh, i want i want two pyramids with with uh, two arms coming out or whatever, right? Or, I don't know, just random shit. <laughs> it's like like a, a, a human's going to be c- creating it, right? So I don't know where it's going to go, to tell you the truth. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's good. It's good you're not worried. Yeah. That, that's yeah, amazing. I, I don't really care about yeah, it. That's, yeah. that's the best way. You, keep, yeah. <laughs> you just intuitively tap into so many concepts mentally that I've taught mm-hmm. or figured out. You just have it kind of automatically, which is, which is pretty yeah, cool yeah. to see. Um, <laughs> I want to switch topics a little bit into what I was talking about earlier that, you know, the way I, I, I see art and the way that, you know, a field of young in psychology, this field of psychology sees art that um, we all share this un- unconscious mind. There's what you're seeing now, me and you talking to each other and this, whatever we perceive in our consciousness and there's everything underneath, which is most of our mind, our actual, our, our ego and our conscious mind is like a cork in a massive ocean. Mm-hmm. And this massive ocean, that field of psychology is some, some higher power, some kind of God yes. that can only communicate to us through dreams, stories and art mostly mm-hmm. so when you're in that do you agree with that statement do you agree that some god something outside of us communicates to us through our flow state art so one do you think that's true and two do you feel it do you feel it when you're in that state do you feel some yes. presence kind of speaking through you in a way i like for instance before i go to bed sometimes i go into deep thought like i feel like there's of course there's a god out there or some some type of god or like i don't know where my like beliefs are right now Cause yeah. I, I did, I did go Same to church. Here. There's, you know? there's something. There's yeah. Something. I did go to church, right? Whatever. Yeah. But sometimes I go really deep and I feel, and I, and I, and I, I kind of remind myself about death. Like I, I'm going to die one day, you know, like, and stuff like that. Right. Just go deep into that. And then I'm like, I scare myself on purpose, you know, to kind of like push myself to be something greater. You know, I'm going to die one day. I'm going to do this. Right. I'm just like, Oh, I'm like, Oh crap. Stop. Stop. So when I do, when I do paint or something like that, I feel like there's some, something controlling my mind of, of like, I'm already chosen, you know, it's, I'm chosen by some, some, some thing, some, some energy that's making me do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, of course I, I, I do like a simulation, right? Kind of like that. I don't know, but yes, that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you trust it. I trust it. Yeah. I, I trust, trust it. it. It tells me where to go. And, and if I say I'm going to go somewhere, like for instance, I want to go to Costa Rica right after this trip. That's where I'm going to go. What do you feel? Does you feel it's just like an intuitive energy? What do you feel like what it is right now where you are? Have you, have you thought about it, that? Like, what do you feel like it is right now? That, that kind of energy that's, 
that's speaking through. I you. feel like it's like motivation, like kind of like a motivational God, you know, okay. like that's how I feel. It's kind of puts the fire up. It's yeah. Like I'm still to... going like, like, why am I here? Why am I, in, why am I in Austin, Texas? You know? Yeah. Why, why, why am I living in Boise, Idaho? Yeah. Why do I want to leave already? What I'm yeah. always going, you know, boom, boom, can never stay still. See, it's like a, it feels like some guiding. Yes. I feel like something's pushing me somewhere. Yeah. Like, go, go there, go there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's the same kind of thought process in the art. When, when it's like you're, let's say you have an outline, it's like, we'll put yellow here, you know, yeah. put, you need put green here. This. Yeah. Like, put, put this line here. Yes. That's cool, man. Yeah. Like for now, like right now, I'm not doing anything, right? I'm not really like doing a lot and I'm not really painting, but I'm creating these rash guards for, uh, for like these like fighters, bro. Like, like warriors out there, yeah. you know, like UFC fighters, uh, basically for my team out there in Boise, you know, I'm, 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 I'm creating things that I'm doing now. Like I want to create things that I'm like, I'm doing jujitsu now. So like I, I'm, I want to create things that, kind of go with that because yep. I'm inspired by it. In following that force, that artistic, creative, mm-hmm. energetic, loving force of the universe, mm-hmm. to truly allow it to push you to the heights you want to go, you have to forget about yourself most of the time. Forget yes. about your ego. So how has that process been for you? In what ways have you sacrificed your ego? In what ways you, have you seen yourself overcome that egoistic resistance or part of you that wants to stop you? That's perfect because when I first joined jiu-jitsu, I was afraid of failure and getting my ass kicked, right? And my that was my ego, right? Yeah. And not getting beat. And being in that sort of martial arts, it shows you to fail, to know that it's okay. You're gonna you're gonna fail, right? Because you have to tap out, right? You can't just break your arm. You can't yeah. get your arm broken. Also feeling the feeling of losing. The feeling of losing and losing my all the time. My, tap, tap, like tap all the time. Or or losing my 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 freaking <laughs> my hand to like to for me to use my hand to, to to paint and stuff right like they can break my hand yeah. my on my wrist or whatever right like I'm, I'm scared of that kind of stuff right so i ch- i'm challenging myself and risking my 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 life you know to to do that you know i mean not, not to say it's like dangerous like you're gonna die but yeah. it can happen you know how has that mindset helped your art uh i feel like right now it's challenging me to be a different person you know outside of my art Right, because it's it's making me forget of who I am right now. Because I'm literally going there to train, and 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 I don't think about anything but that. Like I'm in a weird stage right now, like that. That when I'm training there, I just I I just forget about the whole world. You know, it's so weird to to roll around and wrestle with people and just kind of just. Your 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 mind is blank, you know. That's what fighting does, like, it kind of puts you in that state, fight or flight, literally, where you just yeah, everything. You, fight or flight, you, yeah. Your body perceives it as like it's, it could be death. I mean, it could be like you, yeah. you're getting choked out, like you could die. I mean, you're not going to die, but yeah, you know, your, your body thinks that. But yeah. it puts you in that locked in, you know, locked in state. Yes, and I I'm experiencing that a lot. So it's just it's making me be a different Ulysses, a yeah. different Ugonzo. You know, it's it's evolving involving me to. Evolving, evolving me to be a different person, you know, yeah. like greater, you know. Yeah. So another form of egoistic um, problems that cause issues is um, author Stephen Pressfield calls it resistance. There are always that are, you know, the villain in our, in our heroic story is the voice of resistance, specifically meaning the voice that tells you, "Hey, you don't have to paint today. Hey, mm-hmm. don't go to Austin. Hey, uh, don't follow that dream. Hey, you shouldn't do this. Shouldn't do that." Have you ever faced that voice? How do you overcome that voice? How do you recommend other young artists or artists to 
push against that voice. I think that any artist, anyone successful, has to develop a disciplined routine yes. of showing up all the time doing the same thing, even when their mind says they shouldn't do it. Yes. So have you experienced it? And how do you deal with it if you did? Yes, I definitely experienced that. And uh, it's procrastination. That's a bad, bad word. <laughs> so yeah, uh, like being in jujitsu as well. I don't want to, I don't want to go every day, but I, cho I choose to have my routine to be, to be, yes, you got to do four times a week, three times at least. If not, you're, you're a freaking loser. You know, in my head, I say that I'm a loser. I don't, I'm not worth nothing. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I got to challenge myself. Like I wake up in the morning, I quit coffee, right? I, I quit drinking coffee. Same here. And I started doing ice, ice plunges. Right? Same here. Exact same I have, my, I have my own little thing. It feels way better, right? I like oh, it. Oh, yes. Yeah. No crash in the afternoon. No yeah. crash. I mean, I haven't done it here, so I need to go do it and get my fix. But <laughs> I got one here, bro. If you want to use it, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, that has changed my life. Literally, I, I, that has like made me like my anxiety gone low. And so when, when I started doing that, it just changed my routine, you know, cause I do it in the morning. I got my sauna right next to it. So when I do that, I, it just changes me. You know, I wake up and I just want to like, like go, you know, but there, there is a procrastination when I'm done sometimes. And I said, I just want to go to sleep because I'm tired. You know, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been seeing myself sleep more than what I used to do. Like, I, like, I never take a nap right after, after like training. Like, I take naps now. Like, it's weird. You know, just, it's like my, my body's changing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 35 years old, about to be 36 in August. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's my age, you know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. So, what I'm hearing is this, I'm the same way, this commitment to over time gradually changing things in a routine or day process to set up your mind and body to be in the best day possible. Mm -hmm. I think that's a massive skill. So I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. Uh, have you always been that way? Was there a turning point where you kind of realized that, like, okay, I have to live this way. I have to be, you know, highly disciplined about everything I do for myself. Yes. I'm always like, I go, I, I always get fixated and I want to challenge myself all the time. Like, like I want to change this. I want to do this, but I go at it. Go, I go at it hard. Like with the ice plunges, I did it every day in the winter time. It would be so icy. I go in there and like, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. so it challenged me a lot. And I was like, I never think I would be dumping myself into that water, you know, with ice and stuff. But like, now I'm like obsessed with it. I get obsessed with certain things. Yeah. You know, that transfer, because for me, it's the same way. Did that transfer to, like I think when you're before you get in the ice bath, you have that same. You, you, it's you in that voice, the most intense version of that voice telling you, "He's telling you, you yeah. shouldn't do this. You can take a warm bath, go back to sleep. You know, you don't need to do it." And it's so intense because the last thing your body wants to do is freeze. So yeah. The fact that I overcome that voice first thing in the morning every single day. Yeah. Now when I'm facing the same voice, the same exact voice, right? When I get my computer to work. Yeah. It's like it's a whisper. And I'm like, dude, I don't give a fucking care. I'm doing this shit or anything. You know what I'm saying? Going to the gym. Mm -hmm. I just don't even. Th I don't. I don't listen to that voice. So has it helped you too? Like that habit of just getting nice with every morning has it helped you yes. bust up the tablet when you have to do art or do things mm -hmm. that are good for you over and over again no i mean, I mean it, it does and i and, and i find it more more helpful when somebody's there like when you're about to jump in there mm -hmm. i feel like if somebody's there with you and they're doing it with them i feel like you have more of a push yep. and when, when you're alone someone's telling you not to do it in your mind's like don't stay longer you're gonna die you're in there you're freezing as hell you know so i it's crazy how when someone's there and you're not there, I mean, you're there by yourself and you're, you don't want to do it. And, and that's a very challenging thing, you know, like, 
whoever is telling you that in your head, I feel like the same way is when I'm painting. That's the, that's that God telling you that you need to do it or you not do not need to do it. I don't know. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird thing. Yeah, but that's, conscience. Again, that's like the, that's the, the school of thought I follow that if there's a devil in this reality, it's that voice. Right. That's what yeah. I go back to. If there's a devil, it's the voice of resistance. It's a voice that's telling you to not do the things mm-hmm. that will take you to the next level. And when, to, in some level, just the ego, right? Like in, in the sense that our ego is designed to keep us in the same spot we've always known. Mm-hmm. That's what it does, right? It's familiar. It's the same feelings, even if, even if it's shitty feelings, even if it's anger, victimhood, that our ego or our identity is defined. Yes. To stay in the same exact spot forever. Cause it's predictable. No, we know what to expect. Yes. So to challenge that and to go beyond that and access a higher expression of self, that more, you know, Christ or God aligned version of ourselves, it means that we have to take this, this stuck voice in the past with us, which means that it's going to resist. Yes. It's going to crack a little kid. It's going to be a baby. <laughs> and that's, that's the villain in our story. And exactly. you, know, you got to have compassion for it and not hate it. I've struggled when I've hated it when I've said like, fuck this voice. Fuck you. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. I just yeah. kind of, I love him. It's okay. I hear you. It's okay. Yeah. But that, that's the story, you know? And, and you feel like, do you feel like the more you've kind of overcome that voice, the more you felt like a hero of your own story, the more you felt more powerful in your own identity? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like the gladiator, like I see that, you know, as a, as a little, like a challenge, you know? Yeah. Like he fights, fighting and fighting, fighting for his family. He wants to see his family, but then, and then in the end, he doesn't get to see his family because they die. They kill him. So I just, that's a, that's oh, I try to put me in that put myself in that situation you know like kind of like you know it's one or nothing you know so um like me challenging myself to to compete you know I want to be competing in jiu-jitsu I'm 35 years old why am I doing this now why but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what age you are it doesn't matter what you know like I can be another type of artist you know I can do some sculptures now you know yeah. I can like can do other things I can challenge myself to do anything yeah. so I don't care you know I'm in that point right now that I'm going to, I'm going to die one day, you know, not now, but, but at the same time, I know I need to do some great shit, you know, before. So, yeah, let's, let's help out, um, artists out there who are maybe not finding success. They're painting over and over again. They're young, they're hungry. Knowing what you've learned in your experience, what would be your words of wisdom to any artist starting off or anyone artist who's trying to find success and, and, and make money from, Make a career out of, out of mm-hmm. art. What would you tell them? I feel like always get out of your comfort zone. Don't always do the same thing. Always try to do uh, what's going on now. You know, like try to like when you want to create something, either either do digital, traditional murals, uh, traditional pe- uh, pencil, whatever uh, sculptures. Like I said, so. Always try to have at least five things that you can make income in, like, right? So with digital art, you can do uh, basically like logos, right? You make money with that. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, paintings, like custom paintings, you know, for, for your fans or whatever. Do that. Uh, drawings, like little tiny drawings you can sell for like 15 bucks. Um, just always have that income of different things, you know? of, of what, what you really know how to do. Right. And, and try to, uh, put out there in the world. Uh, I feel like just persistence, uh, exposure, um, showing that you're, you're there all the time speaking to your, to your collectors, um, knowing what they love, 
uh, stuff like that. I mean, I feel like this persistence with your collectors, just to connect with your, with your, with your art collectors or your, or whoever, you know, because what I do is that I, I, I actually go out of my way and I, and I get to know the people that buy my art. I'll travel somewhere and say, Hey, you live here, right? Boom. Let's connect. Let's talk. And I get to know them. And that's what I did. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> so to they, summarize, they respect that. Yeah. So if you were, that. if you were to recommend to a young artist succeed, it would be, you know, diversify your talents, like try many different outlets to, yes, to, exactly. to sell things. Like don't stick to one thing all the time. Try out different things and also to see what hits, right? See which one out of those hits for you in some way. Yeah. Cause yeah, it can, it, any of them can hit, yeah. you know, and maybe it'll make you money one day, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So do that. And then that paired with discipline every day over years and talent with an effort to make better personal relationships with people about your art. Exactly. You think if someone does that for long enough, it'll pay off eventually. I feel like, it, yes, of course it will pay off. If, if you stop and give up, you're not going to get nowhere. Yeah. You're not going to, if you don't, I mean, it's not, it doesn't matter if you're going to be a millionaire one day or whatever, right? You're going to make some type of income. It's going to be good. It's going to be good income if you, if you have that niche yeah. of whatever you're going to make, you know? Yeah. So how many years did it take from when you just started your art journey of just putting it online, really being passionate about it, to when Joe Rogan DM'd you. How, how many years was that? How much time was that? Since 2018. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. No, I mean, like, oh, sorry. From, from the beginning. Oh, like how many oh, years, how many until, years? You hit, until you hit that point? I'm going to say 10 years. Until, so 10 years until they break. <laughs> yeah. 10 years, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What kept you going the whole time? Life, man. Just uh, life struggles. Like, like I, like I said. I mean, in the sense of what kept uh, you, what, 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 what kept, kept me you, going? like, what made you not give up? Oh. What made you not give up on your art? I felt, no, I just, uh, I felt like I was, I had to be, just be an artist. I can't be anybody else, you know? I, I, my identity was being an artist. I did not want to be a construction worker, you know? So that's why I said, I'm just going to keep going until this fucking pencil falls, you know, I'm done or, or, or brush or whatever. Right. I'm going to keep going until something great happens yeah. and i've been through so many great things how did you yeah. not lose your mind in the sense that since you say you always felt like you were great mm-hmm. which i think and it's a common story here for most successful people yeah you've always thought you were you thought you were great you're going to be something mm-hmm. so you, you you saw that timeline in the future yes you felt it was real yes but in those 10 years you weren't there mm-hmm. no how did you not go crazy <laughs> you know because i think that's, that's what i struggle with is yeah. in the same way as i see myself somewhere and I know it's there. I felt it. I've seen it on psychedelics. Yeah. I've seen it come yes, true. Yes. I'm here. I'm not there yet. And part of me now is like going crazy. Like, what the fuck? You know, how can this happen? <laughs> so what made you not go crazy and give up on yourself during that time? Well, I did give up sometimes because I was doing, I was doing some, some crazy drugs. You know, I was getting into bad drugs again. I would go like, and like I would drink. I would not work out and I would just like be finished. You know, I'd be like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. You know, I don't want, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get anywhere, you know? Yeah. I, I had some, some rock bottoms before, you know, and I, I didn't see myself like growing or nothing. Cause I was just in that bad state of mind of doing like, um, those, those, those bad like drugs, you know? So I was like, you know what? I can't, I gotta get out of this. I gotta get the hell out of this. So that's, that, that was my struggle with that because of addiction or something like that. Right. So yeah, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in that placement. You know, I like, I'm, I went to jail once and I never wanted to go back. So I, got out of there so <laughs> how, how did that influence your your decision to never quit the art mm, i feel 
because that's what I'm trying to, trying to bring it back to is mm-hmm. that is this this like ten years is a long fucking time. It is. That's why I'm really trying to piece about like what the <laughs> fuck made you keep doing what you what you what you were doing at the level you were doing it for ten years and not ever stop. Yeah, like like basically because in those ten years there was just different things going on, right? Like literally, like how I said I got married, all that stuff, right? Boom, boom, boom. I felt like the the like the struggles and the and and the people that I met and throughout the throughout, throughout those times were always pushing me either way. Like, like for instance, like when, when, when I, when I got divorced, like boom, 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 like, it's just like, it's just, everything just kept coming in like in stages, you know, like it kept giving me chances from the beginning, you know, and sometimes I didn't take that path. So when I came back to, to being, oh shit, I need to start painting again. I feel like, um, um, it was just like a, um, like a pattern, you know, like that pattern led me to being, uh, who I, who I am finally. You know, he's like, you know what? This is it. This is the real path. I need to get in. I need to get into that path, get into that, uh, because then it's going to go away one day and I'm never going to have nothing. I'm just going to be a normal artist. That's probably <laughs> what it was. It was this fear of regret eventually. Yes. This yes. fear of regret that if you gave up, mm-hmm. you know, when you were 24. Yeah. Exactly. If you gave up then and you, you're looking at your 45 year old self <laughs> still working with iron, with iron or, or bricks. Yes. Th- yes. That would have been worse. Oh, hell that, that, that would have hurt more than you. Yes. Trying over and over again. It would have been, it would have been horrible. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good one of it. I think that's, that's what yes. we can pick apart from that is that if you are in a space where you, you see a vision for yourself of being successful in an artistic venture, that the reason to keep going is that what hurts more, the price of you being disciplined and working every day or you being 50, working the same job, miserable in a bad marriage five and kids. regretting what you could have been. That's <laughs> yeah. motivation. That's actually a good one right there, man. Yeah. Like I'm actually going to think that now because that's, I never thought of it like that, but I have thought about it before, but that now to have that as a, as, as a picture yeah. of me failing and looking at that 45 year old Ulysses uh, laying brick, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. Yeah, no another one that works for me too is kind of thinking that like <laughs> if i died right now mm-hmm. and i ascended it out of my body would i be proud that's when i go to too and, and it's not about like the result it's more so for me mm-hmm. i feel proud because i went all in yes just feeling like i went all in i banked everything on myself I, everything in my control i did mm-hmm. and i feel like if i die i'd be happy not like obviously i'd want to be like oh yeah. no you know but you'd be you'd be all right i feel like you know mm-hmm. i gave this my all Okay. I, I fucking tried this shit. Okay. You know, that's what I think too. Yeah. And same here. I've gave it my all. I've done a lot of obstacles in my life. Like I became a uh, famous artist. I became a NFT artist. Like it keeps going, you know? So I have some different obstacles now that are coming. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going, man. It's not, it's not, I'm going to give up. What, what do you think it is about art that has you so, that has you so hooked and had you so hooked for so long? What about it made you so obsessed? Is it just like, do you think it's like some God-given or guided? Let me put it this way. Do you think that because your happiness and your well-being is so tied to it, there is no other way to live besides art? Is it more so that? Yes, it's, it's more so that that if I give up my trade of art, right? Like, I have to go back to that freaking, I don't want to go back to, what if I had to get a job at McDonald's one day, right? Yeah. What if I lose my house? What if I lose, like, I, I'm a fear of losing yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. That's true. I mean, more so like the actual, yeah. Yeah. the actual art itself. 
like the paint like oh the, the drawing what stuff. about it has you so obsessed what about art itself do you think in you has you keep going back beyond beyond the visualization of, of like being you know a mcdonald's worker what about the actual <laughs> yeah, yeah. what about the <laughs> actual craft itself has you so has had you so obsessed for so, for so long i i feel i feel that um anything i i touch right like like for instance like those rash card things i'm talking about like the like the shirts like the like, i mean I'm going into that now. Like there's always somewhere that I can put my art on, like to create anything just to, to make income. Right. Like there's always a way to make money, you know, for me, since I have a name, you know, I have, uh, experience, you know, I can, I can always plug into someone to make something happen. Right. Mm. There's always a way for me right now. So anywhere I go, I always connect with somebody and it's going to so be not, it. it's not as much about the art for you versus like the things that come with it. Um, yeah, you can say that. Cause the answer you give me isn't, isn't, yeah. is more so about the after effect versus the you after, actually oh, being okay. in the, in the flow of in the flow. Okay. I'm more, I'm, I'm trying to ask it again. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it about that state itself of being in flow with your art? that keeps you coming back. Like, what is it in you? You think that has kept going with that? that daily practice of being an artist for so long beyond the external mm-hmm. stuff. Like okay. what about the actual process of being in it, of being in that flow has you hooked? I feel when I, when I do create like something and I'm, I'm in that flow and I don't want to get out of it. I feel like I'm a, like a, I feel like I'm a different person. Like I, like I feel like I'm like an, okay. a, like an alien, you yeah. know? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't want to listen to nobody. I don't want to, I just want to do my own style. You know, even if I'm changing the style or, or the way I'm doing it, there's always going to be Yuganzo style. It's going to be there. They're always going to see that it's me. So I'm, that's myself pushing myself to, to, to kind of, um, get out of that mental state of me, like not creating, you know, like another type of like art, you know, I don't know. It's just, that's how it is. <laughs> so it's expressing your own sense of st- of aesthetic style of yes. expressing yourself yes of, of changing my my way of different of different uh uh basically like abstract to psychedelic to traditional you know do you feel like it's your best way of expressing yourself yes yes beyond speaking or anything yes because when i start painting or in front of some or i start if i start painting in front of people mm-hmm. like i see the reaction you know like for instance, I was in New York. I was painting an Alice in Wonderland thing, right? While some guy was playing a violin, and people were just like, "Whoa!" You know, like I like to make f- people feel good, you know, with with my art, like with the colors and stuff, you know. So uh, that's my mission. That if I create, and if that that mental state of creating, I feel like like if it doesn't make people feel like wow, I'm I feel like shit, you know. And I want to. So that's the know. mission. The mission is to help people feel yeah. the sensation of awe, mm-hmm. of the whole, of pleasure, beauty. pleasure, and yeah, pleasure in the mind. Yeah. Why? Why is that so important to you? I feel like because if if you're not if you're not doing that, like I feel like it's just like it's boring. <laughs> it's just boring, you know. Like, I want I want them to feel feel excited and be like, holy crap, that's freaking amazing, you know. Like I don't want to just do like whatever things, you know. I want to go at it. What do you think it awakens in people when you see something beautiful like art? 
What 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 do you what, think? What do you think it awakens in people? Like, what do you think it does to the human mind or body when, when you <laughs> see an amazing piece of art? Like, wh- why why is it so important for for people? And what do you, what do you think make, makes it so important? I feel like as sometimes it connects them to other to other realms that they've seen before, or if if they've done like psychedelics, or if they haven't done psychedelics, they still see something they've seen in their life that reminds them of of that. Because I would draw things sometimes, and like I would draw like a certain like. Um, like a, like a portrait of a woman or something. And, and some guy would like text me or, or message me, Hey, I dreamed about like, I seen this person before, you know? So that, that, that gives me like chills and it gives me motivation to keep creating the, the, the odd side of my, my mind and, and creating something, you know? Yeah, let's go back to the point I, I spoke about earlier about the communication of the unconscious yeah. through us is that, you know, in, the, in this field of psychology, that it, the experts at it can basically take, you know, thousands of people's dreams or a thousand movies mm-hmm. and pick apart the same exact symbols throughout them. The same kind of woman, okay. the same kind of scenery that <laughs> that our mind uses yeah. the same symbols to tell us something. So it's kind of to validate your point. It's famili- familiarizing ourselves with that force in us mm-hmm. that force in us see something like art or see someone like beauty or an amazing painting and, and, and f- something a code is given yes that we can't most of the time we can't if you have the ability to symbol, symbolically unpack it but it's given us some kind of code then when we see a beautiful painting spoken to by your, the force in you and when you see it something downloads in you something yes. shifts yes you, you, you agree with that kind of yeah, yes definitely you can, it's, it's so crazy that, that can happen right you can look at like why the fuck are most people drawn to going to art museum mm-hmm. like yeah you can seem cool or, or intellectually cool like oh this is a good painting but yeah. it's actually when you, you see an amazing painting something clicks in you yes like something shifts in you you look like, at it like how boom. the fuck does one image yes. shift something in, in, in you Yes, and as that that's happened to me before, you know, like when I go see other like famous artists, you know, like Dal, like Salvador Dali, and yeah, like Van Gogh, and all those people, like oh my god, that really it really hits me when I see the one that I really like. I'm like crap, like that's what's what I'm feeling one right now, you know, that's that's the way I'm feeling, like the the colors and whatever he's expressing onto that painting, you know, so. Like expression, expression is a big thing, you know, to like when you're sad or happy or mad or whatever, just boom, like put it onto the paper, put it onto the canvas. Like that's the best art. Is there an emotion that makes you want to go to the canvas the most? Yes. When, I mean, it's either a sad emotion or. What kind of sad? Like happy sad or like sad, sad? Sad, sad. Yeah, yeah, sad, sad. Yeah, sometimes it's like loneliness or or thinking of not. You're never like me. Like for me, like am I ever gonna have kids? Am I ever gonna you know like stuff like I think about stuff like that. You know, I'm like crap. All right, you know, just let me put it on this freaking canvas and just like forget about it. Just makes me forget. It's like you're having like you're having to drink like a like a whiskey or something. You're just calming down, chilling, creating, trying to trying to chill and while the TV's on, right? Just chilling, drawing. Like it's just, it's a weird mental state of mind, right? You know, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It just, yeah. it just comes. Yeah. some of my podcasts who specialized in that way of viewing art that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And he said that all mental illnesses or mental deficiencies in the moment, whether it be anxiety, depression, sadness, or basically just artistic fuel, mm. that if we use those emotions to create art, we heal ourselves. Yes. 
But when we keep them inside, resist them, and look for things outside of us like whiskey or drugs or woman to, yeah. to satiate it, that's when we start suffering. Yeah. Yeah. We should actually use these negative emotions or feelings to create art. To create, yes. And when, if you take, to validate that, let's say there's two versions of you. Let's say the same feeling comes up. Mm-hmm. And version A, which is a good version, turns that sadness into art. Yes. And you do that 10 times in, in, in that timeline. Version B, the, the not so good side, the resistance, resistance side, doesn't make art, goes and, and you know, drinks or, drinks or yeah. fuck some chick or does something to, <laughs> yeah. to numb it yeah. 10 times in a row. How different are those realities for you? They're so freaking different. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I feel from doing something and getting finished, you won't have that anxiety and that, that weight on you. But when you're, when you're going to unleash, like you said, go fuck some chick and then, and then go into drink, you're not going to benefit nothing because you're going to wake up feeling like shit. And then you're going to say, Oh shit, am I still with this girl? No, she's just gone or, or whatever relationship you're in. So no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fucked up feeling, you know, but when you finish that, uh, that painting with that emotion, you're going to feel great because you got done with it. You know, you're done. You, you, it's already set to, to go get wrapped up and framed or whatever. Right. That's amazing. That's an amazing feeling. And that part of you is captured. That makes sense. That part of you is, I can't put in the words. It's something to put in the words, but like (laughs) that part of you that was suffering that moment is now on paper. It's, it's in that, it's in that portal, you know, it's in that. Yeah. It's like basically different realm, like a little, little realm and, and it's going to go forever for whoever grab grabs it, you know, because, Whoever sees that, you're gonna, they're gonna go into that, into yeah. that mindset. Yeah, it's also, this just came to me now that you're kind of beautifying disaster. And there's yes. something amazing about that. Yes. You know, like, um, in my experience, I've noticed that when your heart breaks, it can either be broken down or broken open. Mm-hmm. That when I've seen terrible things, when I allowed it to destroy me. Yes. And shell me off, it was awful. When I use that feeling to create, to inspire, yeah. to help. Yes. It was beautiful. My heart opened so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same. It's, it's like it's like that heaviness, that ugliness mm-hmm. that you feel in your body, then literally made beautiful, made yes. into some art. That then it, so that combination leads to something beneficial. And then that always happens to me, you know, like when I'm in a relationship that doesn't go well. Okay, yeah. and then for some reason, every time I'm out of that relationship, something good happens. You know, yeah. you know, when I was when I was married, I became an artist. Boom. And then when I was with my ex during COVID, I was, I was stuck in England. I became an NFT artist and then boom, it just kept going, you know, bought my first house, boom, you know, it just, it just kept coming. Yeah. That's one of like the (laughs) the worst and best things about being a human that we actually, that pain takes it to the next level. It's good because it takes us to the next level, but it sucks at the same time because it fucking hurts. Yes. But it's the, it's true. It's objectively true about life, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a, it's a challenge, man. It's a challenge. And, uh, I'm, I'm seeing life differently sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm almost going to be like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 40 one day, you know? And like, oh my God, like I'm going to be 40 years old and am I, am I going to be an artist still? Am I going to still create? Like, I think about that stuff, you know, like who am I going to be later on in life? Like yeah. how the heck am I going to make money still? Like I trip out about that stuff, you know, it does, does come to my head. Like I do, I do, I do think about that stuff Yeah, and it's scary. It is scary, but <laughs> you kind of have to, like you said, 
Yeah. Forget about that kind of stuff. Like, forget about it. Yeah, yeah. And it, and that's the that's the human experience. It's <laughs> constantly figuring out ways to yeah. not let that side of you destroy you. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to thank you so much, man, for for coming on and just sharing a bunch of things written down already. It's amazing. Um, yes ideas and ways of living that can help us all so i appreciate it so much Dude, this podcast is m- one of the most different podcasts i've ever been in like but like in a good way because <laughs> it's so like zen so chill you know like i feel like i'm like calm so like i, <laughs> good, I, love, that's my intention. I love it so yeah. thanks a lot man appreciate, course, you appreciate you so much you. thank you much thank you man i hope you enjoyed this conversation please make sure to subscribe to the podcast as well as rate and review thank you for listening